Boom. Should I count myself in? I haven't got a witty star intro this week. I don't know what's going on. Let's just go for a big start. Come on, go. Hello, welcome to the confessional podcast. I nearly forgot the name. I'm really excited to be back here with you today. I feel a bit all over the place. Now, hopefully today's show is going to be really good. We've got some tea on some celebrities. And now, lockdown is easing. So people are getting out there more. They're going on dates. Now, not those disgusting hookups. We don't care how you're catching your STI. We're talking about dates where you're going to have a drink, a picnic, a snack. Well, I've put together a beautiful list. I've got a succulent list of questions to ask on a first date. But first, we'll talk about R. Kelly. You know, he's in prison and he had these former live-in girlfriends. Yes, plural. More than one idiot was living with him. This one, Azriel. Yes, Azriel Clary has claimed someone set her car on fire and attempted to burn her house down. I laugh because if you search this girl's name and see the photo show, photo shoot rather that took place for this car burning it's just you just look at her and like oh you need to be on love island just such attention seeking so apparently asriel broke the news in a rambling post on instagram which i didn't read but it included as i said a full-on photo shoot with the burnt out car and a video of the roaring blaze <laughs> this is our generation something is going on someone's getting slapped you know, there's a fire across the road, someone has set fire to my car, and I quickly, quickly whip out my iPhone, and I start filming it. Is that what the world has come to? It's just crazy. Why, what, what, why is that included in the Instagram post? Why is that even posted on Instagram? Maybe the police should know? Just a little thing. Let's move on to something a little more juicy. So, lockdown is easing. Have you been back on the dating apps? The Tinder, the Hinge, the Grinder, the Blender. What other dating apps are there? The eHarmony, the Plenty of Fish, a lot of catfish on there. Have you been back on there? So, I am not talking about trashy hookups, I mean dates. So, no condoms required because hopefully at the end of the day, you go back to your own houses respectively. So, I researched some first date questions. Now, I may answer some of these questions for you. So, my first question is that you should ask on a first date is What is something that annoys you? Now, personally, I would only ask this if I like the person. If you're on a date and it's going south, you know, you just don't give a shit. Whatever annoys them, let it annoy them. Actually, maybe you say that to them to get out of the date. So what annoys you, Bill? Open people slurp their tea. So you quickly grab a mark of tea and slurp that shit hard just to annoy him. <laughs> oh, I think even if I did like the person, I would use this information against them for when there's future arguments or future disagreements. Or you know, when you want some attention, just use this information. It is, it's good stuff. Now, next question I had is, what's the one thing you want to ask me but you are too nervous to? Now, this is juicy. I'm getting so excited. My microphone is making noise. This is juicy because this question is likely to be sex-related or kink-related. So now you want to ask, you know, about your sexual appetite, what you like, what you don't like, what you do, possibly the last time you were tested for a battery of diseases. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, I said about kinks. 
kinks an interesting one i've got written here so this could be a deal breaker this question depending on what they they want to know about you so for example a kink could be and this is not my kink at all i have a kink for noses i like to pick them as i penetrate you so that would probably throw up a good five or six red flags on that one <laughs> And you'd be out the door. So that is just these questions are just saving you time, getting all the crap out of the way before you go on another day and another day, and then you discover they're a bit of a psycho. Or they're just a bit different from what you like. Also, asking someone um, what's one of the things you want to ask them but you're too nervous to is a great icebreaker. Some of the more outrageous, even non-sexual questions may come out. So next up I have how important is taking space for yourself? That is a good one because these days a lot of dating starts online through the phone on Tinder. As I'm recording this, I just got a new Tinder match. It starts that way, and then you're sitting there and you're just sitting there wondering why they're not texting me back. Should I text them? What's going on? I want to talk to them. You know, both of you start playing it cool. So it's good to know how much time a person needs to themselves early on so you're not appearing in a negative light to them or it's funny as i'm recording this someone just liked my response to their instagram story does that not just piss you off you leave a nice comment you put a nice emoji they can't even bother to type oh thank you or how are you how was your day or nice picture they just like it i'm just so close to blocking i'm so quick i'm gonna break my finger trying to block you anyway next question for your first date why did your last relationship work should we rephrase that why didn't your last relationship work now i believe this could save a whole amount of time you can find out what they were like are they a bit psycho were they a bit needy are they playing the victim can you see why they were dumped maybe you've got some sort of futuristic vision you can see what the issue was in the past relationship and it may come out with you obviously only ask this question if things are heating up and you're starting to get along because if you're not getting along it does not matter because you're not going to see them again you've made up your mind you've seen the red flag but i love this question why didn't your last relationship work out just just see just, it's just testing the waters for you next question i've got what is your love language now this love language phrase term is new to me but i do find it useful as knowing a person's star sign i love star signs i'm a libra i know what sort of air signs and bimboish signs that also suit me so the gemini the sagittarius the aries apparently those kind of signs flow with me the leos so i know what to look for and i know what will not work with me such as capricorns or cancers you just know no just don't go there so the love languages, I'm going to tell you what these are. There's physical touch, there's words of affirmation, quality time, gifts and acts of service. <laughs> what is an act of service? Excuse me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you what mine are. So mine is definitely words of affirmation and quality time. Again, this is a nice time-saving question because you can find out if you are liking a person, almost what you can do to please them and keep things going. I always believe that you feel in love with someone from how they treat you, how they make you feel. So if you want to head in that direction, a great time-saving. If you know the person you're with likes physical touch, then of course with consent, maybe, you know, touch them, stroke their hand, put your arm on their shoulder, words of affirmation, compliment them. Compliments are very important to certain people. I am one of them. Now, next question I've got, which is very important, is how do you spend your weekend? Now, this one has always come up in my personal life because 
I think for the past year or so, actually two, three years, I work weekends. If I'm not doing red carpet or reporter events, now I'm doing a breakfast radio show. So I'm up at five, getting dressed, getting ready for no one to see me on the radio. For someone who's going out partying on the Friday, on the Saturday, when I'm in bed early because I'm tired or up early the next day, it's just not going to work, is it? Again, if you're a bit more sensible, a bit more of a homebody, and this person you're going on a date with love to smoke drugs, love to get drunk, love to go out partying on a Friday and Saturday. That is not going to work, is it? So it's good to ask these questions just to get a feel and an idea of what this person's life is like and to see if it can fit into yours. It's not jumping the gun. It's not rushing things. It's just doing your homework. You know, we've all got one life. We don't want to waste any more time, especially if you're already sat on a shit date. Now let's move on. So I was trolling around the internet and I came across a story about celebrities who had a porn or graphic sex scene past. So Jackie Chan, I don't know much about him, but he starred in the 70s in an adult film called All in the Family. Now it's not about incest. He was playing a rickshaw driver. Now Jackie's character appeared an hour into the film, taking part in a steamy lovemaking scene. For some reason, I have not gone to watch this on Pornhub. I don't know what that's about. If you've watched this on Pornhub, please comment below. Now, while the actor did not actually have sex, the film featured a number of sex scenes and Jackie appeared nude. How for real have I not seen this? I wonder what he looked like nude back in the 70s. I guess hairy. Now, speaking, <laughs> speaking about the appearance in 2006 in an interview with Information Times, the blockbuster star confessed, I had to do anything I could to make a living 31 years ago. But I don't think it's a big deal. Even Marlon Brando used to expose himself in movies. I'm watching the wrong films. I need to go and have a look at this. Sylvester Stallone, he starred a stud in the, like that, stud, in the 1970s film The Party at Kitty and Studs. It sounds like a sex film, I just love that. I might do my next podcast, The Party at Ashley Conrad's. Oh. Anyway, Sylvester played a man called Stud. The film saw him belt whipping his girlfriend and engaging in group sex. Doesn't that sound like fun? Oh, three months in lockdown, belt whipping and group sex. I'm gonna have to watch this film. So the film is called The Party at Kitty and Studs. Maybe we can have a group watch or some sort of watch party because this sounds good. Now after Sly won an Oscar nomination for Rocky, the film was renamed The Italian Stallion with his belt. Oh God, I need to watch that film. And this is like Sylvester Stallone in the 70s. This is way before the plastic surgery and the Rocky films. If you have that DVD, can you send it to me? Or maybe you can send me a file. My email address, Ashley is at live.co.uk. Now back to the film. <laughs> so in, the, in an interview years later, Sly said he was desperate and made a 200 pounds or $200 from the film. Is that it? That film sounds so good. And he made $200 from it. I need to ask though, why don't we use the word stud anymore? It's just so masculine and strong and you can just, it's so strong I'm just breaking up the studio. Hold on. He made $200 and that word, that again, I was talking about that word stud. How incredible does that sound? The stud. That was group sex and belt whipping. Oh, I've got a collection of belts as well. Let's move on to somebody else because I'm getting way too excited. So Matt LeBlanc from Friends back in the day. 
Yes. Now I have to. I never watched Friends. It just wasn't my series. Um, anyway, before Friends, Matt was in a a ninety softcore erotic drama called The Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, oh, the red shoes conjure up images of sex and eroticism. Anyway, he was in the 90s softcore erotic drama series created by Playboy Entertainment. So there you go. So Matt LeBlanc played Kyle. Now Matt could be seen partially nude and getting down to business in a saucy scene. Again, I need to check this scene out. I believe they're all on Pornhub and these are all these actors in their younger days. So they were looking good. So Idris Elba has been demanding better diversity in UK films with a powerful essay and it's called Storytelling Helps Us Understand Each Other Better. Couldn't have said it myself. I've actually got it written down exactly Idris, Uncle Idris. This is why all the black talent goes to America. Have you noticed the actors, the actresses? I have even been told to go to America and pursue presenting with a radio or TV or whatnot reporting. I have been told to go to America. Off topic though, but still on diversity. Um, someone this week suggested I watch Disclosure on Netflix. Have you heard of it? It's actually really good. Um, you know me, as usual, without knowing anything about Disclosure, I rolled my eyes and I wasn't too interested in watching it because someone suggested it to me. I know. I was really, really wrong. I absolutely love this documentary. Now, I don't know how little knowledge I had until I watched this film. It's about the transgender movement and transgender people and their lives and representation. Now, Disclosure is a must watch for changing how the world sees trans people. This documentary, I just found it so educational, I actually almost cried. Now, I always believe I you just cannot experience everything in this world. But the best way I personally, I feel I can learn about something is to actually talk to someone about their experiences, about their world. So Disclosure is a movie about transgender people and it depicts a transgender violence and exclusion from society and abuses of education. It also shows how society interacts, behaves and boycotts them. Now, the documentary also covers trans people in Hollywood and TV. Now, for me personally, what made this documentary so powerful is that these stories and experiences are coming direct from the people who experienced it. They have walked the walk and now they are talking about it. Netflix's disclosure is a wake-up call for how society views trans people. And yes, we do not realise it. Because we don't. This is how we're just kind of grown up. This is what we're just taught. If we watch TV or films, we just grow up seeing this and thinking this is acceptable and we just don't really realise what's going on. But definitely go and watch the documentary and educate yourself. Quickly, we've got music producer Swiss Beats has apologised to Drake after getting drunk and calling him a pussy on Instagram Live. I love this. I just love this. What do you think he was drinking when he called him a pussy? Just a little sip of brown juice on Instagram live, like, ya pussy. So it all started when Swiss Beats went live with Busta Rhymes and a discussion turned to a song Drake did with Busta that he refused to release because Busta Rhymes is somewhat of a has-been slash legend. And this is why Swiss Beats called him out, ya pussy. So, I have to ask, what do you think he was drinking? I definitely say some brown juice. If Swiss Beats was drinking some Chardonnay, I just kind of lose all respect for him. No way. Swiss Beats though has apologised. 
I think we've come to the end of the podcast. How exciting. I think for the next one, we should do a 21 questions with Ashley. So if you've got any questions you want to know about me, any questions you want me to answer, industry, business, personal life, celebrities, let me know. Leave a comment underneath this video and we will be answering those next week.